Hey folks, August is National Wellness Month. And today on the Be The One You Need podcast, we're going to talk about feelings. How you feel them, how you engage them, and most importantly, how you communicate your feelings with the other people in your life that you love, that you work with, that you're friends with, that you care about, that you're in fellowship with. Feelings are pesky little things. They are wonderful at times. They're sad at times. They're difficult at times. But feelings are with us every day. And we have to learn how to successfully understand them, spot them, and then talk about them. So many of us spend so much of our lives suppressing how we feel, suppressing what we need, suppressing what we want. And that is not a good way to live. We're going to talk about it a little bit today. And we're going to revisit this topic again many times uh, before the year is out. But uh, tune in. Get your coffee. Get your tea. Get your smoothie. Whatever you drink on a Sunday morning. Your mimosa. And uh, just sit down and check it out. We're going to talk about feelings today. Buckle up. Let's go. Happy Self-Care Sunday, Be the One You Need family. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and happy August the 14th, 2022. Hard to believe that we are almost through the month of August. Summer is coming to a wind down, and we are getting ready for kids to go back to school. It looks like the CDC has lifted almost all of the restrictions and Uh, distancing requirements and um, having a quarantine if you're exposed to COVID. So please be careful out there. And if you feel it's wise, uh, by all means, use a mask. Uh, If you don't feel that that's necessary, use that judgment as well. But take extra care with the kids. I want to talk this morning a little bit about feelings. Feelings. You know, my three questions, what do I want? What do I need? And how am I feeling? And as I've said in previous episodes, that how am I feeling question is a deep one. It's actually one we really don't like to talk about because we know that once we actually feel something, once we actually know that it's true, once we actually have to come face to face with it and confront it, we know instinctively that we have to do something about it. You know, thoughts create our feelings. Your thoughts are everything. Your mindfulness, your mind power, your mind spirit, your mind state is everything. And I've come to understand that more and more, that there are days that I wake up and I'm feeling some kind of way about something that I didn't resolve the night before or a week before or whatever, I didn't deal with it or I didn't give myself a minute to work through it and I wake up feeling depressed or I wake up feeling sad or I wake up feeling hurt or I wake up feeling defeated or I wake up feeling like, I don't know if I can do this. And we all have those feelings. But what happens is we wake up with a feeling and then our mind kind of runs wild, right? We start thinking about, well, what I should have said, what I didn't say, well, what did they mean by that? And why were they mean to me like that? And and what did my boss you know, mean when he sent out that memo to everybody is my job in jeopardy. And so our thoughts create our feelings. 
the kind of thoughts that you have, that I have, will create the feelings, whether they are uh, happy thoughts, whether they are unhappy thoughts, whether they are thoughts of joy and peace or thoughts of, I don't want to go do this anymore, or I don't want to be there, or I don't want to be in this relationship, whatever it is, uh, you have to understand that there is a huge connection, a huge connection between how your thoughts and your feelings are what I like to call first cousins. They hang out together. So the kind of thoughts that you have ultimately create the same kind of feelings. After having happy thoughts, you feel happy. Uh, After having sad thoughts, you feel sad. After having optimistic thoughts, you feel like you can do anything. It really resonates, not just into what we're thinking about privately, but what we express outwardly. So I want to talk about feelings, and I'm not going to be long today uh, because it is summer, and I want to have respite as well on Self-Care Sunday, but let me say this. Uh, I've been doing a study uh, with one of my best friends, and we've been doing a study for almost a year about many things. Um, and as I was writing the book and finishing it up last fall, we began our first study with Taking Your Power Back. And there's a podcast on that here. If you haven't had a chance to l- listen, I think you should. I think it'll bless you. But everything in our lives starts with our ability, in my humble opinion, to know ourselves, to understand ourselves, and to ask those three core questions. What do I want? What do I need? And how am I feeling? And I think the podcast week before last was on that topic, and it was very popular. Because again, those three questions unlock a lot of doors. They force us to deal with things. They force us to know ourselves on a deeper level. And when you're talking about feelings, and how you manage your feelings, you have to understand a couple fundamental rules. First and foremost, you have to actually know what it is that you are feeling. That goes back to Oprah's book, What Happened to You. When you begin to say, well, what's wrong with me? Or why can't I make relationships work? Or why am I not where I want to be in my career or in my relationships or in my marriage or whatever it is? You're putting into your thoughts doubt. Fear, worry, regret, guilt, shame. None of those things are good. And so your feelings come out of what you're thinking about, what you're speaking about. The power of life and death are in our words. That's biblical, right? The word tells us that what we speak becomes life. What we speak becomes our character, what we speak becomes our destiny. So you've got to be real careful, folks, about what you're thinking about and what you're speaking about. So try real hard every day. As someone tweeted the other day, and I loved it, talk to yourself the same way you would talk to someone that you are madly in love with, that you love, that you honor, that you care about, that you would do anything for. And give yourself that same kind of grace that same kind of adoration, that same kind of nourishment that you so readily pour into your kids, that you pour into your spouse, that you pour into your parents, to your family, to your friends, but you never quite do it for you. So you have to understand that what you're thinking about and once you're feeling something and it's not positive, if you have angry thoughts, you're going to become angry. If you have hopeless thoughts, you're going to become hopeless. 
If you have happy thoughts and a happy outlook, you're going to be a happier person. You know, I've said this many times and I'll say it again. The secret to life, the secret to living, the secret to how we keep going in the midst of the unthinkable loss, grief, pain, suffering, death, bankruptcy, illness, is that we have to have something to look forward to. Every single one of us needs something to get up out of our beds for every day. And it's not just about taking care of those that we love. We need something for us. We need something that makes us whole. We need something that makes us feel like we're contributing. As Maya Angelou said, I want to be of use. Of all the things I want to be, I want to be of use. Meaning she wants to contribute something to this world. And she did. She left an amazing legacy, amazing words, amazing books. She left us something that gives us inspiration, that can pick us up when we're down. She left something. She was of use. And that's what we want to be. So when we're talking about your feelings, I want to talk today about managing your feelings because of everything that I hear from all the people that I talk to, from all the book clubs I've been a part of and counseling sessions and one-on-one coaching sessions and speaking to audiences as big as 20,000 people, inevitably people come up to me, they slip me notes and they tell me how my words have impacted them. And they tell me how my books and the words in them have helped to change their lives. And there's nothing more humbling than to hear that. But what I inevitably hear beneath the surface, and remember I talked about Titanic. Titanic was not sunk by that iceberg that they saw the tip of. Titanic was sunk by what was beneath the water that they couldn't see. And when they thought they had turned that ship, they didn't turn it far enough. And what was beneath the bottom part of that iceberg ripped the rivets off and sunk what was then considered an unsinkable ship. Unsinkable. And it sunk within two hours. What am I saying? Our feelings are like an iceberg. There's the top part, the surface, and then there's that other part that lurks beneath, that part that we don't tell anybody about, that part that we're thinking about, those thoughts. We can look great. There are so many times I've gotten out of bed and my hair's done, my clothes are great, I look great, my body's in shape, everything's flawless. But people have no idea that inside I'm suffering, that inside I'm depressed or weary or worried or harried or afraid. We cover that stuff up because we know we have to function. And what I want to encourage you to do instead is to feel how you feel. And after you know how you feel, because I started with you got to know how you feel first. After you actually know what it is that you're feeling, then you have to do something with it. Listen to me. There is a new number now that you can call just like 911. You can call for mental health. And I think it's what's it? 988. Is that the number? Or I don't know, and I should know that, um, but I don't know that off the top of my head. But I know that they just released it, what, like a month ago. And it's for you to call if you need mental health and you need help and you need to talk and you're in crisis because we are starting to understand that our mental health and wellness in this National Wellness Month of August is all about how we take care of what we're feeling, what we're thinking and what it's doing to us physically and emotionally because they're different. Your mental health and your emotional health are not the same. Don't get those confused. I talk about that in a book. You'll have to read it to get the difference. I will do a podcast on that. 
But I want to challenge you today on this self-care Sunday to do a few things. First and foremost, get to know you and understand your feelings, how you feel about things, what makes you feel that way. Uh, What are your good feelings? What are your not so good feelings? What are they doing to your life? How are they impacting your life? The second thing is how you communicate those feelings. How we communicate how we feel is everything. And boy, do we get that wrong a lot. Because when we're feeling fear, instead of saying to our loved one, I'm afraid, we act angry or we shut down or we stop talking altogether or we say nothing's wrong with me when it's so obvious that something's wrong with me or I'm not feeling good about something. Learn to communicate your feelings in a way that is authentic and honest. If you can learn to say when you're sad, I'm sad today. And maybe I don't know why, but maybe it's that I've been carrying a lot of stuff and I need to talk about it. How easy is that? But how many times when we're feeling sad, do we rage? Do we lock ourselves down? Do we put up a wall? Instead of saying what we really need to say, which is, I feel sad today. And if I'm angry, and by the way, Anger gets a bad rap. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. What that means is you can be angry. Just don't hit somebody, Will Smith. Just don't verbally assault someone, Will Smith. And I say that because I was really disappointed in such an utter contemptible display of a lack of emotional intelligence and a lack of self-control. When you're angry, you can be angry, but you have to contain that anger and you can't lash out and you can't hit and you can't scream and you can't curse and you can't yell because no one's listening when you do that. You have then frightened people and they're going to back away from you. And that last part, self-control. Feelings are about having the self-discipline and the self-control, like I said, to feel what you feel And to be okay with that and to stand in that and to walk in that and not let anybody tell you you're not allowed to feel how you feel. You're not allowed to say what you need to say. Don't ever let anybody shut you down and steal your voice and and, and tell you that you're not entitled to get it up and out because that's not true and that's abuse and that's disrespect and it's unhealthy and it's dysfunctional. Don't do it. But that self-control which has taught me that there are times when I want my feelings to really fly the freak flag of, you know, dropping an F-bomb or letting people really have it with both barrels or just really being raw about my feelings because I've been hurt or I'm angry or I'm disappointed. You have to rein that in because you can't live in a civilized society like that. You can't be in a relationship like that. You can't be in a marriage like that. You can't be in a family like that. And all we have to do, folks, is look around us every day to see how utterly disgusting and out of control people are with their feelings. This week in the United States, former President Donald Trump had his Mar-a-Lago estate uh, search by the FBI with a search warrant. Um, They called it a raid, but it was not a raid. It was a legal search warrant that was uh, issued to him through his counsel, and they recovered the documents and things they were looking for. And they were lawful. It was signed off on by a duly sworn judge 
Um, there was probable cause, but the 45th president, who is totally out of control and totally disrespectful and not at all able to work through whatever feelings he has without spewing anger, without spewing assaults or insults or attacks or violence, riled up his base. And what did they do? They went to an FBI building in Cincinnati, Ohio, and a man is now dead. Just like that woman that was shot to death at the Capitol, climbing up on furniture and climbing through windows and was shot by a Capitol police officer to death. Hear me on this. We live in a time of I'm offended. I'm pissed off. I don't like what you said. I don't like what you did. I don't like how you feel and I'm going to wreck you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to put you on blast. I'm going to take your job. I'm going to tell your boss, folks, it's not a way to live. It is not a way to live when you are not in control of your feelings. You are not in control of yourself. It all starts with our thoughts. Our thoughts become our words. Our words become our actions. Our actions become our feelings. And the rest usually doesn't turn out well from there. If we are not effectively understanding how we feel, understanding what we need, and understanding what we want from this amazing thing called life. I want to say a lot more about feelings, but not today. I want to encourage you to get the book. I want to encourage you to read it. I was on PBS NewsHour on Saturday, August 13th. Great hit. Check it out. Follow me on social media at I am Sophia Nelson. And take care of yourself this Sunday. And for these last weeks of summer, take care of you and get yourself together and give yourself a little rest and spend some time thinking about how you feel. Spend some time thinking about how to process your feelings and how to say the things you want to say. It makes me feel so good when I can tell the truth about how I feel and when I have someone that I can trust, that I can talk to, that I can be my authentic self with and not have to put on a mask and not have to put up a wall and not have to be full of bravado and and fakery and 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 all of that stuff that we have become masters at being. I don't want to be that. It's not healthy. It doesn't help you to feel whole and it's not a healing place to be in. I want to encourage you today to be the one you need by spending some time with your feelings and getting to know them and being comfortable with them enough to share them with the people you love and share them in a way that they can be heard and received and engaged and felt and honored. That's what we all want. We all want to be heard We all want to be respected. We all want to be loved. But you have to give those things. You have to give love. You have to give respect. And you have to hear people. We're talking about feelings today. Process them. Understand them. Learn how to effectively and respectfully engage and communicate them to others in your life. Because it will take a load off of you. A dear friend of mine had been carrying a lot of stuff. And I was aware because we talk a lot and I knew she had a lot going on, but she got to a tipping point recently and found herself in an emergency room in a hospital bed. 
It was anxiety, thank God, not her heart, not something else more serious. But what could have been averted by her telling the people that she loves how she feels and what she needs and what she needs from them became a crisis because she felt she couldn't do that. She felt she couldn't be heard. She felt she wouldn't be heard. She felt that she didn't have the right to say how she feels and to get what she needs. And so many women in particular walk around like that every single day, particularly moms, particularly mothers with young children and teens and mothers who uh, are married and may have uh, spouses who are gone all the time, working or marriages that are not in the healthy place they need to be or marriages that are going through their own challenges or a spouse that's got challenges. It's a lot. So you got to protect yourself by taking care of yourself and giving yourself the proper outlets, whether it's counseling, whether it's a club, a group of women that you meet with or men that you go out and play ball with and and or golf with, whatever you do, talk when you're in your circles, when you're in your safe place, talk about your feelings. It doesn't have to get all deep. Just say, well, how are you doing, man? What are you going through? You need anything? And then listen. You good? And then listen. And be a friend. Be a good sibling. Be a good son or daughter. Be a good mom or dad. Be a good grandparent. Be a good aunt or uncle. Be there for people. And let people be there for you. That's the final word. Know your feelings. Work through them. Feel them. And then express them in ways that make you better and that make the people around you know you better. That's it for this Self-Care Sunday. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you after Labor Day. Bye-bye now. Hey, Be the One You Need family. This is Sophia Nelson, and I hope that that episode blessed you. One of the new tools that I'm going to add to this podcast is that after every episode, I'm going to take a few minutes to give you an example that amplifies the lesson. So we talked about feelings today. And one of the big things I want you to take away from this particular episode is that how you communicate what you're feeling will truly make or break you in your life, whether it's in your career, whether it is in your marriage or your dating relationships, whether it is with your best friends and friendships, in your chapter meetings, in your sorority or the junior league or the links or whatever you're a part of, how we communicate what we feel with our kids, with our parents as they age, with each other matters. In Life Lesson 21, which is the final life lesson, if you haven't gotten there yet, don't worry, it's okay, but many of you have read the book. And I talk about the importance of exits and how we leave people and how we leave things. Every one of us has had a bad breakup in our lives, whether it was when we were young, uh, whether it was last week or 10 years ago when we got a divorce or the great love of our lives that got away. And in almost every instance, as I talk about in this life lesson, if we don't manage our feelings well, and first deal with how we're feeling with self, 
we will never be able to communicate respectfully, lovingly, and properly with someone else. When you read that life lesson, what I didn't get into and I wish that I had was how feelings can really do really bad things to our relationships if we don't say what we need and if we don't say how we're feeling what ends up happening is we assume that other person knows we assume that they've just blown us off ignored us or or worse they haven't treated us well they haven't hurt us when we've spoken up and now we're angry and now we're hurt and now we're upset and we let that simmer and we let that sit and then when it finally comes time for us to engage that person we get it wrong because we're speaking from a place of hurt a place of anger a place of and sometimes in the worst case scenarios vengeance like you hurt me and I'm going to hurt you back I'm going to retaliate folks that's never where you want to be The great lesson of this episode about our feelings is this. When you are working through emotional feelings, most of all, get some help and get somebody to help you work through them. If you can't process what you're feeling and what you want to say, write it down. I still write letters. I recently had, as I talk about in this life lesson, a reconnection with someone that I was in a relationship with many, many years ago. And there needed to be a healing. There needed to be a conversation. And we had that conversation. There were still more things that we needed to get on the table and and work through. Uh, particularly, I think, if there was any hope of a reconciliation. And by that, I mean not getting back together, but being able to be in a place where we were okay with each other and we were at peace with one another. And when I was able to share my part in a letter, which I asked permission to write because we always, when we're trying to communicate how we feel, we want to make sure that we're tilling the ground with the other person so that they're receptive and they're open and they can really hear our hearts because we're coming from a place of love and not a place of anger, not a place of vengeance, not a place of hurt. We're just trying to communicate so that we can hopefully open the door to healthy dialogue. And when it was this other person's time to talk, we had agreed to ground rules and they were good, but they violated the ground rules because in their feelings that they had been processing alone and privately and in isolation, when you do that and you don't give yourself a chance to air it out, to speak it out, to think it through, when they approached me, they did so disrespectfully. They did so from a place of you could see it fear and worse it was on text now we all know text is bad enough but you never talk about your feelings on a text it's never going to go well the long and short of it is is that instead of pulling me in because I very much wanted to have this conversation very much it was needed I wanted to hear how they felt I wanted to know what they had gone through. It mattered to me. But because they did not handle their feelings well and did it on a text, it not only put me off, it made me shut the door again. And that was hard. But it was necessary 
because my fear and my worry and and all those things that are always lurking in the back those feelings that may be 20 30 years old but they're still there if they're not resolved in a healthy positive way right what do we do we recall them and we all know i'm not dealing with that again i can't take that and then we back up and then we shut down the reason i'm sharing this is because it's in the book but the sad thing is i think had that person communicated in the way we agreed by the rules instead of letting their emotions get the best of them and send a text while I suspect they had been drinking based on the kind of text that I got. And they were in a moment and they were feeling some kind of way and wanting to reach out, wanting to talk, did it all wrong and it messed everything up. And now guess what? There's no communication because now everybody has retreated to their corners. And everybody's afraid and everybody's hurt. That's sad because it didn't have to go down that way. We have to learn how to manage our feelings. And we have to be able to communicate them in a way that other people are receptive to. Put this one in your toolbox. Think before you text. Talk before you text. Text is never a good way to communicate deep and complicated feelings. It's just not. It's not going to go well. Take a time for yourself and take the time to say, how would I want to be communicated with if I was on the other end? And then work through it. There are great books like Be the One You Need. There are counselors. There are online tools. You can do this. I can do this. We can do this. It's all about just mastering how you feel and then just being honest about it and, and, and not coming from a place of walls and walled offness and and brokenness and fear and just saying this is how I feel not how you made me feel this is how I feel can I talk to you about it your words matter your thoughts matter your feelings matter a lot I hope this helps uh this is my first time doing the after podcast kind of analysis breakdown how to apply this to your life it'll be shorter the next time Uh, But I think this one is worth spending an extra few minutes. So happy rest of summer. We'll be back after Labor Day. I'm so excited about this book and how it's doing and the lives it's changing. You've blessed me. Thank you. Bye-bye now.